Star Wars News Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And uh, we are now planning our trip to Disneyland. Are we? Are you planning a trip to Disneyland? Well, no? maybe I'll review. Maybe um, I'll, we'll talk about what we've seen in the news and then I'll tell you how I feel about it now. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay, we'll, so, okay, we'll, we'll end. We'll save that for We the don't want to spoil either one of our, what we might think about this and where we might want to Galaxy's go. Edge, of course. We're talking yeah. about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which opened up a few days ago. On May 31st, and we've seen a lot of uh, content online from our friend Steel Saunders, yes. who, who got some early access, I think, because he's like I, a Star Wars journalist. You know, it's so funny. I listened to his podcast, but I was mowing the lawn for the first <laughs> part of it, and the mower was a little loud, so I was like, did he get did he get special access? He did. Or did no, he, I'm sure hey, he did, yeah. Because they were talking, uh, him and, his, and, and Jason from- uh, Making Star Wars. Making Star Wars. Were st- still, nonetheless, Jason said he had to stand in line for an hour and a half. Oh. And I was like, how is that special access? Well, no, but they got in. A, uh, they may have stood in line, but they got in early before the thirty first. They got in a few days oh, early. Oh, okay, but it w- was it the special George Lucas or was it? Oh, I think I, yeah, it might have been part of that whole thing where they did the opening ceremony and everything. They had George Lucas there and Kathy Kennedy. See, there was an early part of the podcast too where Steele was talking in his car. I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't wait, I can't wait. I got to find out what happened. So I went a little, then I mowed the lawn, and then I was like, where am I? <laughs> but that, but so I sort of came back on around when there were. Um, where Jason said he had to wait for quite some time to get in. Okay. And Steele said 30 minutes for him, so he hit sort of a downtime. So I'm not uh, – maybe it was special access, but – Still popular. Still, still wait in line. Sure. Special I mean, I can, access can, for 10 can, million can, people. Yeah, well, right. even like even 1,000 people would be waiting in line. Yeah, where's right? our special access? I don't know. Damn it. Jeez, when do we rate special access? Maybe when, maybe if we played our own way to go down to California, they'd you know give why? us – I know why. Why? Because Pablo knows. We have our pride. <laughs> <laughs> we don't take no stinking That's right. junkets. We're not going to be paid off. We're an honest media. We give a, reviews without being influenced by <laughs> fancy junkets and that stuff. Just like access. Roger Ebert used to uh, always. He would not. <laughs> do you ever? Do you hear that? Yeah. He yeah. would not pay. So this Chicago Sun Times always paid for his junket. Right. So he could like <laughs> say he could he could say. Um, so and so's movie is the worst I've ever seen in my life. So he could, <laughs> so he could go out on a limb. <laughs> I want to make yeah. a local joke, like Winnipeg media to IKEA. <laughs> Something that happened a couple ah. years ago when IKEA opened here. Yes. All our media outlets just—they all went to this yeah. big party for IKEA, and it was like, yeah, you know, anyway. and they gushed. Yeah, for sure, they gushed for IKEA. <laughs> And uh, by the way, and I have to mention that you can see the IKEA sign from an airplane. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. When I, this was a while ago. I was landing from someplace, and I was like, "Where, where's when, where in Winnipeg am I looking?" And I was like, "Oh, there's IKEA." You can see the sign. It's huge, yeah. That was right. from pretty high up. Yeah, I have to say, it's pretty so big. The sign, and it was lit. You could see <laughs> so it from miles like, away. Yeah, you could parachute down into IKEA, and which may be one of the rides at Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> That'd be fun. I tweeted. I actually tweeted a photo from Saskatchewan from the weekend, where uh, the view from the hotel room was of a massive cell tower, <laughs> and it looked. And I said, "I great view at Galaxy's Edge, Saskatchewan." <laughs> and the funny, but the funny thing is, you could probably find like a corner of every city in Canada and the United States that looks like Galaxy's Edge. Oh sure, based on like just weird combinations of new and old buildings That's right. and things like that. So it's kind of fun. There's there's a, a hydro building on Cordon too that looks like it might be from, uh, from Galaxy's true. Edge. Where Very you true. look up, you're like, well, look at that. That looks like where the uh, Emperor's 
or no, Darth Vader's shuttlecraft lands to pick up Luke. On uh, Endor. Yeah, we yep. have that. Yep. We have that in Winnipeg. But cool. nobody, no fanboys ever go there. For, I don't know why. <laughs> you think it'd be a good spot for yeah. Star Wars cosplay? Oh, yeah. I should do that. Don't fall off the roof. Um, okay, before we get to our talk about Galaxy's Edge, we've got a yeah. couple articles we're going to reference here, including one from the clickbait? New York Times. We are going to get to our Star Wars clickbait. Oh, Jabba. What? How? What are you talking about? Huh? What? Goodness gracious me. This is again from fatherly.com, our favorite clickbait uh, source. Sometimes that's good. they got good stuff. Sometimes they do. Yeah. And they actually do have a couple of pieces on Galaxy's Edge as well, but this is yeah. one I thought was quite funny. Ray's a real father, rumored to be a Star Wars character everyone loves. Who could it be? And it says, if this is true, it changes exactly half of what everyone already thought. What so, did everybody think? Uh, apparently, everyone thinks, uh, agrees with you, and says that Ray is Han's daughter. Correct. Which is what this says, but right. her mom is not Leia. They're saying half of it. So her mom is not Leia. It's Han's daughter with somebody else. Oh, maybe. So she's Kylo Ren's half-sister. Kira, the old Kira from Solo. Is that is that what they're saying? It's Kira oh, from Solo? Oh, uh, I don't know if they went I've that far. I've seen now in a million. By, I, by the way, this is not spoilers. No, well, this is empty it's speculation. It's so funny. In, in this article, it says, possible fo- spoiler for Star Wars The Rise of the Skywalker Head. However, this is just rumor, so yeah. it might not be real. It's garbage. <laughs> It's all garbage. And even when I say she has to be the daughter of of Han and Leia and it was kept from Han, even when I say that, that is nothing but bullshit that I made up. Yeah. But but if I'm the writer, if I put myself in the shoes of a writer, I'm like, I I like that story best. Mm -hmm. Not that I am the writer. (laughs) Uh, Let me just see where it says. It doesn't say who they think her mom would be. Um, I'm sure there's some more clickbait that says it's Kira. Apparently, in The Rise of the Skywalker, a new scene featuring Lando, Finn, and Poe sitting down for a drink will totally spell out Ray's background. Lando knows everything, right? Um, they're sitting down for drinks in the film? I guess. Where, at Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's where they're going. It's interesting, actually. I went to a movie last night. I took my kids to see Detective Pikachu, uh, which actually was pretty good. I didn't mind it. And the kids quite enjoyed it as I've well. I've seen some of the toys, and I, and I literally looked at them and went, who gives a shit about this crap? Millions of kids all that's, over the world. That's yeah. who gives a shit about it. That's and who does. They're yeah. not bugging me. The funny thing is my kids don't go for the toys, but they do enjoy the card game, the actual Pokemon card game, which is where this all started. Really? And the video games. They, they liked it as well. Started so, with a card game? Yeah. You didn't know that? You know, I don't think I did. Yeah, Pokemon started as a card game. That's that's the original part and of it. Is that how your kids started liking? Uh, I think they started liking it through cartoons and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that, then it kind of grew from they figured the source material was the card game. And there's quite a few like video games on um, on handhelds like DS and that kind of stuff that that Jack plays a mm-hmm. couple Pokemon games on the DS. Yeah, I'm aware so, of those. I did. So, I know yeah, no, it was this. a card game. And actually, it, did, it was interesting because the movie itself. This is I swear it gets back to Star Wars. Um, the movie itself is based on the video game called Detective Pikachu, which I didn't know was a thing until I saw that in the movie. Me so neither. there was an actual video game called Detective Pikachu for like the DS. And um, and anyway, we're in the theater and we're walking past all the movie posters. And there is the poster for The Rise of Skywalker in the theater. Ooh. But it's just the title. There's no poster with all the characters in it. The one no. where we saw that one that was yeah. leaked a number of weeks ago. It looked like a toy display right. style, Toys R Us style poster. But we don't have an actual poster. For the last however many years, yeah. the, the background on my phone has always been kind of the official movie poster for whatever Star Wars movie is coming out that year. Right now, I don't have one. I have I have some mm. uh, fan art from Star Wars on my phone, so Remind I don't know. Remind me, when, when in the past has the character poster been out by now? It or has, has it yeah. Been? No, oh, it, it has. They've, they've revealed it. I believe for the last one, they revealed it at the same time as they did the first trailer. So 
Hmm. It was out already. It was out at um, Celebration. Also, it's been revealed. Oh, a D20, is D23 happening this year? Oh. D23 it might be. I forgot all about it. Sometimes How about Comic-Con? What happened to that? Well, <laughs> there, yeah, could, something could be happening at Comic-Con as well. Yeah. I mean, they did Celebration this year. There's usually so, There hasn't been really much of a Comic-Con anything since the first year. Yeah, since well, since kind of start, they did their own celebration. Right. Has been a thing that they've been doing. That's the only August twenty third. So D twenty three is happening August twenty third to twenty fifth. Maybe yeah. they'll reveal. That seems oh. pretty close, but maybe uh, they'll reveal something there. Yeah, that's. Uh, okay. I think that's a good bet. Um, so there you go. There you have it. So the, not really clickbait, not really news. Um, uh, Ray is Han's daughter. <laughs> Everyone thinks that. Everyone knows that. So well, moving it, on. It makes Force Awakens make more sense if that's the case. It, it gives it a, a rich backstory. That we couldn't appreciate at the time, and right. I, so I I like that story. I don't know about you know Han was with someone else. I don't think so. I think it's I still stand by what I've been saying since the beginning, which is I believe that there is a scenario by which uh, Leia could have had this baby, and because maybe things were bad, or it could have been twins. Of course, we all know that one. Or Leia could have had, um, and one of the twins was kept from Han, or Leia had a baby. With Han and did not, and maybe things were dicey with him. Maybe for security reasons, they didn't say anything. Who the hell knows? But there, there's a hundred different ways you could explain that in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. I think uh, I still, I still think that that's we're gonna get something along those lines. And, you know, everybody wishes like there's the whole team Raylo wanting them to right, team up, right. wanting them to have a love affair or yeah. whatever. I just, I just don't see that. No. They have a connection. That doesn't mean love affair. And, I, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Um, okay, so let's get into the uh, the Galaxy's Edge stuff. Now, Chris Shippen was nice enough. Did he sh- share that with you? There was a story, an Instagram yes. story that he shared that came from, actually, I think, I believe, I believe it was actually the D23 account. And that was just kind of a series of images and videos from various parts of the uh, park, which was really cool. So you mm-hmm. get kind of a close-up. Clearly, they were taken before anybody was let in there because there's no masses of people yet. Um, there's a couple different articles here. I have one here from pastemagazine.com, and it's called... Uh, five things you need to do in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. So this is kind of a, a bit of a listicle, but these are like the top highlights mm-hmm. that this person has identified. Number one. And we have not been there. We No. And let's, I mean, let's remind everybody. So, sorry, i got to grab my coffee. Okay. And I've been, I know I keep changing my plans and I was hoping to go this summer, but things have come up that have not allowed me to be able to save up enough to go again. But the, the goal is you to have hit. children. I have children. I have a family. <laughs> I have other responsibilities. And, and good for you for focusing on those, unlike a lot of Star Wars fans. <laughs> well, leave them. No, I mean, they, they would leave take them, them behind. They would take the kids. How can the you kids, not take the kids? The kids are, they leave them behind in poverty. No, they and don't. And then they go off to celebration, forget all about them, and uh, come back, and the kids are now roaming the streets. <laughs> I'm hoping, uh, I'm really hoping to get out next summer. So, summer of 2020. Wow. Um, two reasons. Number one, Galaxy's Edge. And we do want to do California specifically because we've already done Florida. We've already done Disney World. We want to hit California because of a, of um, of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, although it will be open in Florida by then. But also because uh, my daughter is a massive Harry Potter fan. Like, what Star Wars is to us, Harry Potter is to her. Like, mm. unbelievably how much she's loved Harry Potter in the last year. And she wants to go to the Harry Potter, Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal um, when she's 11. 
because that's the age at which Harry Potter enters Hogwarts at oh. age 11. So she wants, she has this thing. Boy, that's to do. A lot of demands I coming know, your way. I know it is. Uh, uh, but I think it would be a good time to go because all the kids will be old enough to go on all the rides. Uh, they will all be very excited to see all the stuff. So we'll hit up uh, Disneyland. We'll hit up Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And then we'll hit up um, uh, Universal for another day. Wow, good kind for of you. Do a bit of the tour through California there. So that's the goal for next summer. This is why I'd be a bad father. I'd say if you keep making these demands, you're not going to make it to age 11. <laughs> I'd say to that kid. <laughs> but that's funny. So, so for in your daughter's mind, your daughter uh, is the draw is Harry Potter more than Star Wars. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Luke uh, would love Star Wars, and he also likes yeah. the Marvel stuff as well. And they have some of that Marvel stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what they're going to be. They do have a Rocket Raccoon ride at Disneyland now. What, what used to be the Tower of Terror. Um, has been rebranded as the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at uh, at Disneyland. So I don't know if that's going to continue. If they're going to open up another land for Marvel because Disney owns Marvel now. I don't know. We'll fi- they'll figure that out. But for now, that's the goal. Is uh, the the she wants to go to Ollivander's and pick a wand and do all the Harry Potter stuff and drink some butter beer and there's all, there's all kinds of stuff there. So I, and I've heard very heard very good things. Of course, Chris Schiffman is our correspondent who's been to all these things and done. He's the grown man who's been to all these. <laughs> Awesome theme parks with with no kids. He's living the dream. He's he, gets, li- <laughs> he is. He is. Gets to enjoy all these things without having any children. So good on you, Chris. Is Chris Schiffman an extreme couponer? Oh, maybe he might be. But we he are. Certainly likes that have stuff. we said that? Have we made that allegation against? I don't think him so. Before? I don't know. He he does does like to go to the states to get deals and to get weird cereals. <laughs> yeah, that's his favorite thing. I think. That's why I was wondering what was if if he's more drawn by his fandom or the or the promise of sweet deals. He'll tell maybe us. Maybe both. Maybe both. We'll He'll have him tell back us on, on Twitter. Soon. Anyway, okay. So here's here's what it says to do. Number one, head straight for Oga's Cantina. This is kind of the um, the restaurant, um, and it says here uh, it's better if your reservation is for the afternoon or evening. So I guess you have to make a reservation. But there is a 45 minute slash two drink maximum, so they can turn people around. Oh, there's a maximum, there's not a, a maximum. minimum. Yeah, there's a maximum. You cannot spend more than 45 minutes in this place to. To keep it going, keep the traffic moving, and the lineup is apparently hours to get into this place. Oh, it's what, one of the, with a reservation. Well, I don't. Maybe maybe there's reserv. There's probably reservations, and there's probably just you know certain parts that people could just walk in. Um, but uh, it says hours, and it's the not the best part, but it's the part that most authentically recreates the Star Wars universe. Is this, this cantina? And I can imagine that there's probably some great um, animatronics going on, some aliens mm. in there. All the menu would be all drinks, blue milk, all that stuff from Star Wars. So I can imagine this would be a very, very cool place to eat. I'm, I imagine it's probably can you, can really you expensive. Can see it without going in for a drink? I think you know. You can see the it's outside a- only. Oh, torture. Well, that's the way it is with everything. But they, they make. So you have to make a reservation to get into the park. Then you have to make a reservation to get into the. Do you have to make a reservation to get into the park? Uh, for a limited time. Oh, okay. Maybe. Well, maybe that's what they're talking about then when they say reservation. Maybe that's what they mean. Yeah, okay, it's that unclear could be it. to me right now. I mean, without actually going there and giving it a whirl. Like, but so what this could be, and again, I've I've kind of likened this to the character dining experience at other parts of Disney, where mm-hmm. you sit down in a restaurant with, and there's characters. There's like the big people in the costumes dressed as Mickey and all the other Disney characters. So I could imagine this would be similar to that, where it's like you know, fifty bucks a plate basically to sit down in there and eat uh, in in this place so i imagine that's what it's like i would definitely would love to see it i think it's going to be awesome um and it is the kind of number one thing you should do is go there first get into the star wars mood after waiting for hours in line (laughs) Um, and but the thing is disney always makes waiting in line fun like they'll have what things along the way for you to look at and play with as you're waiting in line because they know people are going to sit there for hours so they have always have stuff for you to do they have massive fans blowing to keep you cool 
Um, it's this is this is fans the, as in as in whirly things yes, that, that keep people cool as opposed air. to fandom. That that, you cool. that as well. The fans there they'll do anything to keep the the real. I fans thought they had a bunch of real fans standing there keeping you cool. Yeah, they're they're you know blowing on you. Ew. <laughs> on you, I said. I said on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I still say ooh. All right. Number two. I think that's a very important distinction. Number two, eat a Ronto wrap at Ronto Roasters. Um, so this is a quick service restaurant at, at Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. So this is, again, this is a second level down of, of eating experiences. So this is this will be, you can just walk up and get something and walk. There'll still be a bit of a lineup, but it's not like full-on immersive experience. The, it's more about the food than anything else. Well, the New York Times actually gave the Ronto Ribs a good review as oh, part okay. of their Galaxy's Edge. What is it actually, food? though? This looks like hot dogs. It looks like sausages or hot dogs. In a well, turkey. that might be a different thing, the ribs from this. Oh, okay. Ronto whatever. There's probably, maybe there's a number of things. But they actually gave them a decent, uh, they actually said... Uh, the ribs were sumptuous, I think they said. So, oh, this uh, okay. So the Ronto wrap is a delicious sandwich that combines sausage, pork, slaw, and a peppercorn sauce inside a pita. There are four distinct flavors inside each wrap. And over the course of every bite, I could taste them all. The tanginess of the slaw, the heat of the sauce, the spice of the sauce, and the pork acting as almost a base for all the different sensations. Oh, God. There are no sides sold at Ronto Roasters, unless you consider turkey jerky a side for a pork sandwich. Um, Yeah. He says it's the best thing he's ever eaten at a theme park. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. New York Times uh, liked it too. I was surprised. I thought they were. Gonna, I thought that was. I thought the food and the drinks were prime places where this could be. They could reveal itself to be a cash grab. Well, well, we know the merch. Is. We know there's merch. Keep going. Keep going down your list. All right. Well, what no, else? I would say as far as the food goes, like, we don't know what this really is. I mean, it's it, it says, I guess it says what it is. It's the usual. They probably have nutritional information and stuff there as well, but it's meant to feel like food it'll take from a you, galaxy it'll far, take far away. It'll take you out of the uh, experience if right. you look, ask for nutritional info. <laughs> Could I have some nutritional info right. in English? Number three, build a droid. Galaxy's Edge has a couple of interactive shopping locations. One of them called Savvy's Workshop, where guests can build a lightsaber, is a legitimate show with cast members giving speeches and character and using props and lightning, lighting to land an additional air of realism about the whole thing. It's a really expensive at $200. Holy crap. I it was $129 for well, the lightsaber. Or the droid. Is, the droid thing is the, is the uh, no, this is the Droid Depot offers a cheaper but still immersive experience at $100. Oh, okay, I don't, I don't know. This is this says two hundred dollars for the lightsabers, hundred dollars for the droids. Hmm. So you're so you're paying a premium once you're in. It's a show. It's a show that you get something to come. You get something out of it. You get yeah. a toy to get to, and it's like an it's an immersive ride kind of thing. Although mm. it's not a ride, and usually it's funny because the whole thing was with um. It seems to be going against that, but the whole thing about Disney is that you go in there, you pay a you know, hundred dollars to get in the, to the park, and then everything in there is included. All the rides are included, so you can go line up for whatever ride you want. Go on as many times as you want. There's no limit. Where so all these extra things that in there's only one real ride in this park in this galaxy's edge and that's the Millennium Falcon ride with another one to come. What's the other one? Uh, um, I don't remember. Are they not going to move Star Tours over there? You think they would do that? No, uh, because this is an immersive experience where you go in and you are in Star Wars land and nobody, even the shopkeepers, like they are they are in Star Wars character. Right. They are not. Uh, so whereas Star Tours could be part of that though. I don't think so. I think it's uh, considered a separate thing. It's an old school. It's going to become like the circus circus to the Bellagio, <laughs> I think. I do. I think that's uh, I. 
I don't think they're moving. They're they're not going to move it. I it, would well, I would think they would do something similar in Galaxy's Edge because it is quite an immersive. Once you get in there, it is does feel like you're inside a ship and you do do feel like you're flying around and stuff. So there there is that. It does feel like an immersive experience. They just have to. I do not believe there's a plan to do. Okay, that. interesting. Yeah. Okay. So well, those Star Tours continues. Yeah, it's like in, it's, it's there. In, yeah. It's in, uh, well, I don't know where it is in Disneyland, but in uh, no, Florida, it's in, in uh, Hollywood Studios. Mm. That's where you go. And there's, and by the way, they also had, again, as I said before, they have uh, these Jedi Academy things happening mm-hmm. in Hollywood Studios that I imagine now that will move to to Galaxy's Edge. All the Star Wars themed stuff should be in Galaxy's Edge. Really, there's no reason for it to be anywhere else, in my pad, in my opinion. Number four, play on the data pad. There's an optional but a notable optional role-playing element to Galaxy's Edge. If you choose to participate, you can't necessarily dress in a Star Wars costume if you're an adult. Why no, not? they ban it. Why? No cosplay. Why not? Not allowed. Oh, well, maybe uh, for security reasons. Maybe uh, because it's uh, uh, everybody's in character and that would... Uh, well, you could go. You should be able to go there in character. That's like the best part of being in cosplay is to be in character. They don't allow it. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's security. Well, maybe. They they need to tell the patrons from the staff. Ah, uh, I don't, don't you know. think that seems so? Weak. That seems weak to me. I don't know. You don't want somebody getting in with a real weapon. You know that all so, that well, stuff. Well, the, the weapon thing they can I can see them managing that. Like they don't want someone mm-hmm. getting in with a lightsaber. But you go there and you're going to build the lightsaber and the lightsaber thing. Right. Like why can't you take that and that? Oh, maybe that's part of it too. It's part it's part security, part capitalism. I don't know. That seems weird. Um, but kids can dress up. Uh. So, if you use the Play Disney Parks app on your phone to access the Star Wars data pad, which turns the app into something that looks like it belongs in the Star Wars universe. With the data pad, you can interact with different points throughout Galaxy's Edge, performing such tasks as hacking into panels, droids or vehicles, scanning the Orobash signs and graffiti throughout the land, or cargo crates to find out what's inside. Turning So, it's like an AR experience, like augmented reality kind of thing, which is kind of neat. So, you can do that, uh, that and that does, that's at no additional cost. So it's another way to kind of immerse yourself in the in the experience so that's kind of cool number five just enjoy the world well that's weak <laughs> the cantina might be the single best location within galaxy's edge but what makes it, makes it so great is that it makes galaxy's edge itself a triumph of theme design once you're inside black spire outpost you really can't go wrong with what you do because you're always going to feel immersed in star wars and the story, the role play story, as I understand it, repeats itself every day. It's Groundhog Day. Like, there's not, there's, like you can't go two days in a row and see two different stories right. play out, which maybe in the future you will. But right uh, now, I think it's the same thing happens every day. That seems like that's a pretty safe bet. They want people to turn through. Right now, because it's so new, they want everybody to come right. once and then leave it and then come back. So they might change the story itself after a couple of months and then have something new there. But I wouldn't be surprised if they kept it on the one-day rotation. Like, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't go there two days in a row. If I was going to Disney, I would plan one day. Like, they do have the park hopper passes, but I would do one day. And uh, now they have three. So this is the land. This is not, again, Chris pointed this out to us last time I made this mistake. This is not a separate land. This is part of Disneyland. Does it mm-hmm. make sense? Like, it's like Galaxyland. It's like a different, or Frontierland. It's a mm-hmm. different part of Disneyland. It's not a different park. Like, California Adventure is a different park, right? So this is part mm-hmm. of that experience. So you could go there and then go somewhere else for the next day. And that kind of thing. So that's that's what I would do. That's when I go. I'm going to spend one day in Galaxy's Edge. Then we'll go to Harry Potter World and then spend one day in Harry Potter World. And then we'll go to uh, Pottery Barn. There we go. That's right. It's Pottery spend Barn. Spend the day there. Yeah. That's you know, where you'll reenact then your we'll favorite. Get a bur- I'm going to get a burger at In-N-Out because I've always wanted to do that. I've never been to In-N-Out Burger. So. I don't know if I ever have either. You know, get some animal style. 
<laughs> animal style fries, which just means go get chi- some more Ronto. That's right. That's right. Some Ronto yeah. style fries, which is just chili fries. That's what that's what animal style means. Why not? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, it looks like a lot of fun, and I am very excited. Now, what else do we have well, here? Well, I thought it was interesting, I, and I want to interject here for a second because yeah. what some of the recurring themes that I've been seeing. Um, and my two favorite articles on this, by the way, the New York Times did a walkthrough. I have that here. The yep. guy with his kids. And then the uh, Mashable had a good one about how this park takes capitalism to the next level. Mm-hmm. And how kind of like they basically say in both articles, boy, you're, it's, it's sure easy to separate yourself from your money in this place. Oh, boy. And they make it seamless. They make it seem like part of the experience. And seriously, if you're booking – that time for your kids to build a lightsaber and they build the lightsaber and and apparently in the New York Times says we won't spoil what happens when you turn on the lightsaber but it's amazing and awe-inspiring my guess is probably you discover if you're a Sith or a Jedi at that moment or you discover what color the lightsaber is maybe they or... found a better way to create those lightsaber toys than those freaking crappy oh, I think telescoping so. things because those are awful the ones my kids have are the solid plastic like mm-hmm. they can actually have swords fights with them but they don't like they don't you know contract down they're always out so we we made that choice because right. it seemed like a better more interesting thing to play with those other ones seem seem cheap by the way you could do that at the old disney world um, and it was way cheaper. It was like maybe 40, 40 bucks or something. All the articles say the merch is premium merch. There's no junk there. It's expensive. If you want to get something, you're going to pay. And I think I think it said the lightsaber is 129 US, but I could be wrong. And basically, what are you going to tell your kids after they build the lightsaber and it's amazing and awe-inspiring that they can't? And buy it and oh, take man. it home. Yeah. And then they even say in the New York Times that they actually strap it to your back so you can still go on the rides with your lightsaber oh, and very stuff. Cool. So it is very cool. But uh, they all say that you're going to separate yourself from your money and you're going to do so in a seamless way. Is that because they use those those uh, magic bands for paying? I don't know. Uh, because I believe this is something they were working in when we went there. So you get these magic bands, which is like your little pass to get into stuff. So. You get, and we have ours still from when we went to Disney, and we can reuse them. Like, they're 15 bucks each for the bands, but then you can reuse them as much as you want. So we can mm-hmm. reuse them when we go back. But what it is, it's kind of like, a, it's like the Pego card when you tap it to get into your, mm-hmm. you have to load it. So you have to pay for your admission, you tap it when you get into the park that lets you in, and then you tap it when you go to the ride. Um, that's how you make your um, quick, what is it called, when you when you do the reservations, jump the line, I forget what it's called again, but you you do the thing where you can reserve, for certain ones you can jump the line and go through, right? Mm-hmm. Someone's going to remind me of this, I'm sure, when I'm, or I'll remember later. So that's part of that, so you have to tap it for that. You also tap it for um, if you want to, like you come out of the ride and you see the photos of yourself on the ride, mm-hmm. you tap it to your photo and it saves it to your account. So it kind of can, and it also does creepy things like uh, when you go through the It's a Small World, remember that, that ride? How could you forget? <laughs> it says, see you later, Dan. See you, Kenton. And it like knows your name because of your, your fast pass. Uh, this is fast really, pass. That's what it's called. This is the of. beginning of Westworld. It is. It totally is. It's so creepy, but it knows who you are and it tracks your movements throughout the park. And I'm sure that's how because you can you can attach it to a credit card and you can just tap and pay all through the whole park. That's how they're making it seamless. I'm when, sure that's when how Tom they do Cruise it. goes. It goes nice to see you again, Mister Nakamoto. Because we know he killed the guy. He killed the guy in Minority Report and took his retinas, so he can never go to the park because then they'll discover that he murdered right. somebody. Good but reference. Good callback. This is definitely, um, you know, I, one other thing surprised me, I have to say. Uh, so it's immersive. We know that. We know it's easy to buy lots of stuff. We know that. 
But I was surprised when I listened. Uh, one of the things they said in uh, Steel Saunders podcast is that you can actually walk from one end to the other in about seven minutes. Yeah, it's not huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very small. Yeah, I would. I, and, and that's every photo makes it look like it's gargantuan. Well, I know, and that's the problem is that it, it feels it's supposed to feel bigger than it is. Uh, this says it's a, a space version of Casablanca. Is the quote here <laughs> in uh, the New York Times article? Which when is are funny. they opening Casablanca World at uh, Disneyland? I don't know. I would like to go see that. Yeah, I would too. Hear Sam play that music. You and me would be the only ones in there. Play it again, Sam. Play it again, Sam. That'd be fun. This is going to be the beginning. The machine gets stuck. It breaks down. But I imagine all the animatronics are really good. Uh, they 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 are so good at these things. There's a what's the name of that character from um, uh, from Rebels, the smuggler character. Hondo. Yeah, Hondo. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the guys who yeah. guides you through the part of the part of the ride. That's a and, weird choice. Well, I think it's a good choice because it's a character that they have pretty much, a lot of freedom with, uh, and somebody I'm sure they could get the guy who did the voice to do that voice no problem. Whenever they do, um, well, I guess I don't know if Anthony Daniels does the. He might do the C three PO voice, I guess, for that uh, for anything having to do. He's with He's one him. of those actors who insists on it. Yeah, I'm He's sure not he does. Let somebody else because three PO was the one who takes you through Star Tours. When I did Star Tours, it was like three ah. PO who was like the guide. Um, so I think, uh, I don't know, they want to promote the little known parts of the Star Wars franchise and not as well known stuff. So Rebels would fall into that category, being Hondo being a character that was only there and, and we have not seen him in anything else. We might see him in future movies now that we see him. We might see him in The Mandalorian. Now we see, like, this looks like a more real life version of Hondo. So, yeah. you know, a person with makeup on, although it is animatronic. So it kind of helps us picture what that person would look like in a in an actual movie or TV show. I actually like the fact that they've gone sequel in at the park, that they've gone post- Star Wars universe post original trilogy. I think it's post episode nine, isn't it? Well, Honda would be pretty old then. I guess it uh, maybe doesn't matter. I don't. It probably doesn't matter. Okay. But one I, of those aliens that doesn't age. I think it like when if you would have asked me before, I would have said no. I want it set in a New Hope universe. Yeah, well, but, but we've talked of, about how that's overblown. Yeah, there's so much stuff. It's pear shaped, as we've yep, said. Yep. Star Wars is pear shaped. Too much stuff there, right? So we need to balance out the pear shape with some stuff that takes place in other. So this takes place post frame. episode nine. So this I is think after. So. Okay, interesting. Star Wars sequel time. No, I'm not sure what that means. Should I look it up? Ah, we'll no, figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, people can tell us. They can that's tell part us. Part of this podcast is we just blather yeah. on about nonsense, and then people tell us when we're wrong. And one of the things. That I wanted to get to is because we we are older fans. Let's be let's be honest, and I'm even older than you. Yeah. So uh, uh, part of this has been a journey of I don't care. Like the beginning, the beginning. My hot take on it at the beginning was I don't care. All right, that was <laughs> okay. the beginning. Then as we've sort of progressed through it, I, I I've sort of ha- I've sort of let go of the I don't care and different shades of like eh, I guess I care a little, and I'm still sort of like. Yeah, this is pretty good. It looks pretty good. And uh, I went. I actually went to see a lawyer. Lot. I'm so old that I had to go get a will done last oh, week. No, you got to get a will. Do you have yeah, a will? No, I don't. You have children, Dan. You got to get a will. Oh my so gosh! I went to get a will. I want to think about that. And and the guy and it comes out and the guy's like, okay, I'm like listing my beneficiaries, and he's like, okay, all right, he's writing it down, and he's like, do you have any items that you want to gift people? And I was like, well, there's the Star Wars collection. And he's like, and he's like a Star Wars fan, this lawyer. So he said to me, surely you're going to Galaxy's Edge at Disney World. Oh, he said that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. And he's like, you got to go. How could you not go? Kind of thing. And I was kind of like, oh, all right. Well, maybe. 
I was like, I don't know. So I started thinking, considering it more. And then when I saw some of the stuff and what there's what something that doesn't appeal to me and something that does. The thing that doesn't appeal to me is role playing. I hate it. I hate that stuff. Interesting. We okay. have this thing in uh, Manitoba called Lower Fort Gary. Uh, yes. There's role play going on That's there. Right. That's right. And I used to do a joke in stand up where I'd say there's a milkmaid churning butter going what is thy name? Surely thou must have traveled far to come to my barn. And it's like, they're all in character. And my joke was, I'm a Terminator. I was sent from the future to kill you. So you take, <laughs> take them out of the, take them out of the role play. So I hate that, but I like the idea that all you have to do is go into the park and just soak it up. I like that idea. I, I thought you were going to say that the part you hated was the crowds. Well, that, you don't well, like that either. I think they're managing it. I think Disney, if anybody's going to manage it, they'll manage it. Uh, like I, I'm a I've said this less in the past, worried. I was when we went to Disney World. I was surprised at how much room I felt we had, even though it was really packed. Like there were lots of people there, but yeah. it did not feel like it was like you know you can't move. Like I've been in the situations before yeah. where I've been in places like the Forks on this is a Winnipeg reference. The Forks on Canada Day, you can't freaking move. It's so many people there. It's packed. It's horrible. It's awful. I never. I've not been back there in years. But no. I secretly wish the fireworks land on the people and they <laughs> run right. away screaming. So, ah! so that kind of situation is not great. And but I never felt that way when I was at Disney World. Now, you're, I think you're right. I think they are going to manage. The, the yeah, they're well. good at it. Yeah, they've done this for a long time. And I think this uh, this whole thing. I just looked it up. So it's until June 24th that they will be doing the reservations. So just for yeah. the first month, basically you have to reserve your spot which is fine and they're also saying you don't have to show up there early because everybody who reserves a spot gets the spot which is yeah. great um and they're telling people you can't line up there until 2 a.m the day before so there are people not people are not gonna be camped out for days and days which again we've seen star wars fans do for movies mm -hmm. let alone like a life lifetime experience or whatever this is so like I, I i respect disney's ability to manage that whole process i don't respect shoppers drug mart's ability to manage their lines or walmart's <laughs> ability to to have their stupid self-checkouts help me at all. Uh, and I hate those. So uh, you would think that I would hate Disney, but I think Disney is a little more. And plus, you're dealing with kids, right? You're dealing with kids. How yeah. long can a kid wait? Like, you can't torture a kid by making him stand so, in line for hours. From what you've read about this, how long does it take to go through the entire Galaxy's Edge experience? Well, you have four hours in there, and what to a person... They say, if you really want some time in there alone, just stay till the end of your four hours, and it really starts to clear out. It starts to clear out. And then uh, eventually when your four hours is up, you have a colored uh, 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 wristband that corresponds with the time. The color corresponds with the time that you came in. Yeah. And uh, the stormtroopers go, got to go. Time to go. <laughs> they come to take yeah. out. Got to go. See you later. <laughs> have a good one. So they sort of clear you out. But they say everybody to a person says, yeah, like four hours is more than enough. Really? Yeah, okay. like it's more than enough. You there can you probably do a lot, get a lot done. And I would want to go just go soak up the atmosphere and maybe have a drink. That's yeah, really well, it. I would do the Millennium Falcon ride for sure. I think that yeah. would be fun, whatever that is. Um, oh, yeah, I would do that. Of course, you wouldn't go that to that length and then not do the ride. Right. But just soaking it up sounds like a fine way to spend an afternoon. Okay. I don't know. It seems fine. So are you going to go? Uh, well, so so here's we've reached the end of the podcast. So here's the surprise. The surprise is I'm more interested in going now than I was like even a week ago. Interesting. Okay. And, I, and owing to all the reports that I've heard about it, and my lawyer going, "What that? Why wouldn't you go? What <laughs> What's going on?" Now all we have to wait is for a certain president to be impeached or. Oh, I forgot about that element. Yeah, you're right. You haven't been to the states since since he's been president. So. Yeah, but it's getting easier to not go. That's the thing. Oh well, like, yeah. At first, it's hard because I used to go there four or five times a year. 
And now you've now you've gone for a number of years now, a couple of years now. You have not gone to the states. There's a band uh, that I like called Idols, I D L E S. They're a good punk rock band from England. Yeah. Uh, they, they'll never play North America, and they are, and they're playing uh, Toronto and Minneapolis. I was like, ooh. Oh. So I checked Toronto, and it's like still some tickets available, but they're going fast. Then I checked Minneapolis, tons of tickets available. I'm like, ooh, like it's so tempting it to is. break the ban. It it's is. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's only, uh, you know, it's an easy drive. It's, it's uh, an easy drive. Okay, well. Oh. I won't blame. I won't judge you. I'm, I've been I've been to the States since Trump's been president. Yeah, but I'm with my luck, I'll go there just when they build the wall or whatever. <laughs> They'll, they'll block out the Canadian. I'll never be able to return. That's what I'm worried about. I'll be stuck. That's funny. I'll, I'll be stuck in a state that voted for him, and it'll be like a it'll be like Groundhog Day. It'll be like Galaxy's Edge, except a whole different experience. <laughs> Every day replays itself. And it's I'm, a whole different theme park yeah. we're talking about. That here. guy's Canadian. Get him. That's every day. <laughs> Well, uh, anybody, if you're going out to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, please let us know. Share your photos and videos Yeah, with us. please do. I, I, I have a feeling I know a couple people who are going to be getting out there as soon as humanly possible. Um, but, yeah, if you're going out there, let us know. We'd love to learn about it. Yeah. We will get out there eventually. Yeah, definitely. In a year and a half, I'm there. I'm there because in a you year. you know what's going to happen. I'm there next summer, and then we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> Perfect. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the forest hit you in the ass. <laughs> TK421, you come. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power. <laughs> <laughs>